Welcome to the Zones Women of Technology podcast. My name is Julie Wagner and I am your host. Today's podcast is being sponsored by Lenovo. Lenovo has always been about shaping computing intelligence to create a better world. With the world's widest portfolio of technology products, Lenovo delivers the vision of smarter technology for all through products, solutions, software, and services that individuals, communities, businesses, and entire populations need to fulfill their potential. So welcome to the podcast today. Uh, again, my name is Julie Wagner. I'm your host. And today I have a really special treat. Uh, my my personal friend, Sarah Halstead, uh, she is going to be joining us today. Sarah Halstead is one of our Lenovo channel account managers. Uh, so I'm going to give you a quick little bio on her. Sarah brings over a decade of data center solution sales, marketing, and partner management experience with skills in data analyzation, customer acquisition, and sales enablement. She has assisted in building out solution campaign practices and developed materials to simplify the selling process around more complex concepts. With leadership and professional development experience, she encourages teams to challenge themselves, identify effective ways to accelerate growth, and adopt new programs and solutions. Outside of the office, Sarah and her two kids live in the Seattle area where she was raised and finished her undergrad education. She loves traveling, fostered by traveling abroad many times as, as a young age in a family band where she sang and played electric bass. She enjoys being with her kiddos and hiking, camping, boating, fishing, and learning new things. She's currently golfing and being in the great outdoors. So welcome, Sarah. We're so excited to have you with us today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here, Julie. Yeah, awesome. So Sarah, tell tell our listeners a little bit more about you, who you are, what you do, et cetera. Yeah, so I am, I think the biggest thing in my life is I'm a mom of two, um, two sweet babies, seven and four. Um, so anybody that is in that stage of life knows what a busy time that is. Um, I am uh, a channel account manager with Lenovo and I cover zones as an account, the best channel partner, in my opinion, and uh, have been in the channel now for 13 years. So um, got into IT right out of college and um, didn't know anything about IT at all. In fact, uh, I took a test initially when starting at zones, in fact, um, and uh, they asked me what virtualization is. And my answer was, hmm, like, like holograms, you know, like how Tupac shows up at a concert and a hologram. That was my idea of it. So to look back on where I started from and to um, where I've grown in my career, that's uh, it's it's actually really exciting. And I never knew that this would could, could be something that I loved um, until I actually just got into it and and uh, and started down that path. So that's awesome. Yeah. We all start somewhere, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's always oh, yes. funny when you look at your beginnings, you're like, I said that back then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so you've been, you've been in the channel for 13 years. That has got to have, have brought you a lot of uh, wisdom and knowledge throughout those, these past 13 years. Um, 
So with that being said, I know today we, we just, just for our listeners, in case you didn't know, before we actually get on the podcast, uh, I will chat with whoever I'm talking to. So Sarah and I have actually been chatting for the last now 15, 20 minutes, um, to make sure that we're bringing you guys the best content we absolutely can bring you. So she brought out a book and we're going to be talking about that later in here. Um, but we, through our course of discussion, um, today we're going to be talking about championing different perspectives, voices, and talents within a team. And this speaks so deeply and so dearly to my heart because, um, if you are a listener and you have not listened to any of the past podcasts, I am one of our mid-market sales managers um, here over at Zones, and I have a heart for sales leadership and coaching and building a super incredibly tight-knit team. Teamwork is a big, big thing for me. Um, so when when she suggested that we talk about this, my heart leaped for joy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we have a, we're going to have a, a great conversation about this. So, yeah. So Sarah, um, let's, let's just go right into it. Let's talk yes. about, let's talk about it. So, so, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart too. I leadership and servant leadership and building those tight knit teams, like you just said, um, when I first started, um, in my leadership journey, actually, um, I was in my mid-20s. I'd been um, in the industry for a few years and had really made a name for myself, right? I love being uh, successful in whatever I do. I love achieving. I love blowing results out of the water, what salesperson doesn't, right? Um, and I thought, okay, I am ready for that next stage. I want leadership under my belt. And so I started leading a team and I quickly realized um, uh, that it it's not as easy as it sounds. Just because you're <laughs> a great individual contributor does not mean you are good at leading people. Um, and what happened was, um, and I came to realize this actually later um, after becoming going from a leader back to an individual contributor role at another company is that my uh, way to achieve and be successful would not necessarily work out for other people, right? So um, things that I do that are in my voice, that um, have my brand on them, if I try to push that to somebody else, um, it doesn't necessarily translate to success in their lives. And so being able as a leader to take a step back, show the end goal that you want. This is what I want to accomplish. Here's the metrics that I want. Here are the customers that we want to reach. And then taking a step back and saying, okay, team, based off of your knowledge, what, how would you suggest we get there, right? And, and getting perspectives from different people um, and uh, their different backgrounds and utilizing them in coming up with a cohesive message actually produces, in my opinion, uh, a much better result at the end, right? Because you're able to um, they're able to see blind spots that you're not, they're able to call people on their biases that you might not be realizing at the moment. Um, and they might uh, speak in a different tone or um, use different words that reach a broader audience. 
So, um, and I experienced this when I went back to an individual contributor role and worked for a manager that was very much like myself when I first started managing with kind of dictating how things needed to be if it wasn't exactly in their voice um, it needed to be shifted. And so it gave me this broader understanding of, okay, there are different talents, there are different voices within a team, and just because they're different, they're not bad. In fact, it's probably a better end result when you collaborate and work together on it, so. I love that. So that's, that's that. That's so true. Uh, it's interesting that you're talking about like the different voices and, and getting that different perspective. Cause I think as a leader, it's very easy for us to get into a, a kind of a narrow tunnel vision and, and our way is not the only way, um, which is where teamwork really comes in. And this, this quote from Michael Jordan just keeps popping in my head. And I'm sure anybody who's a Jordan fan, um, knows this, but, Michael Jordan once said that talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. Well, and I mean, so like Lenovo, you know, champions diversity and inclusion, which is one of the big reasons I actually love them as a company, to be honest, right? I love working for them and having those different voices and and as a as a company culture recognizing that a diverse amount of backgrounds and experiences um, and um, voices lends to a better lends to a better end result, um, a broader audience that you have. Um, and and I think fosters a better team dynamic too, right? Because people can be themselves. They don't have to be cookie cutter to fit in. So, and, and I think that, that that there's that realness that draws people in rather than makes people feel very excluded from, from the technology industry, so. Yeah, I agree. I've had, I've had very um, different dynamics on my team and I've, I've watched the dynamics grow and change over the years. And with that, I've watched the, I, it's been a very honor. Like I just find it an honor to sit back and watch my team grow sometimes because, um, listening to them collaborate together, they all have their different perspectives and it's because of, you know, where they've come from in their life, where they've, you know, the way they grew up, where they went to school, did they go to college or did they come straight out of, you know, straight out of sales from another industry, just listening to all of these different perspectives, it's very, um, it's very eye-opening to watch them collaborate and just mm-hmm. come up to this great conclusion of whatever we're working on. So, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of teamwork. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and to kind of lend to that too. So, um, one of our sales leaders, uh, uh, Marcia Mansfield, actually said this great posted this great thing on LinkedIn the other day about how um, oftentimes in our industry we tend to hire from um, people who have, who have um, STEM backgrounds. They're in technology. They're in some kind of um, you know they're they're definitely have their undergrad, maybe even postgrad. And what we're missing when we only look at the this narrow kind of um, what's the word? When we look at this narrow pool of people, they we are missing a lot of talent that might have 
more passion, which she said matters to me more, right? So if somebody has a passion for learning and a passion for um, really truly achieving and striving for more, she she said something that was really great that uh, people can be taught the technical aspects of any job, but passion, work ethic, and perseverance can't be taught, right? And so I think that that's, that's something that um, I think people are realizing now, um, especially with this advent of um, people choosing to leave jobs that they might have been technically qualified for, but didn't weren't really passionate about. So um, just considering that um, and kind of moving forward in this new era and understanding that teams can be built in different ways today than we we thought they could in the past. I love that you I love that perspective and I love that more and more companies are are opening their eyes to see that because mm -hmm. I th I think now me personally I did not come from the IT industry but I did come from a from I guess a tech based um, I was in telecommunications for the better part of 18 years mom wow. I had worked with um, Verizon and T-Mobile um, as well as uh uh, I was with Comcast for a little while even. Nice. And um, so all of those companies, uh, they've always had these really like wide, diverse platforms because they're so big. They're, they're ginormous companies to work for. But then I also worked with some smaller ones. And it was very interesting to see the different perspectives um, that they had with building their teams. It, a lot of them were very, everybody was like-minded. So there was no challenging conversations. And for me, I thrive off of challenging conversations. I want to, I don't want to come out of a meeting drained, but I want to come out of a meeting energized and, oh yeah, these are great perspectives that I didn't even see myself. Um, and so it's, it's been actually really cool because zones is, um, I would say zones is like in the middle and, you know, it's not small. It's not huge. It's right in that comfy middle spot, which me personally, I enjoy. <laughs> and um, it's great to see the diversity that, that comes out of the meetings with like with different teams. Cause I, case in point, I was in a meeting yesterday with a different team, not, not with my, my team of sales guys, but a different team within the company, um, a team of our resources that we use. And it was really great to see their perspective um, and, and hear them on, on what they're dealing with and how like me and my team can help. It was good to hear that, not just see it in an email, but actually have that conversation with them. Um, because then I was able to articulate, okay, thank you so much. Here's what we're dealing with. And then we were able to come together and work on something, which I think is going to have a really great outcome. Um, so, you know, case in point, if we didn't have that collaboration where we, we didn't get to challenge each other's perspectives and see how the other ones were dealing with it, I, I think it would, it would just cause more strife, right? More, yes. more shaking your head and pulling out your hair. <laughs> well, and that's, so you, we mentioned the book at the beginning, uh, think again, and that's something that kind of is a core tenant of this book that I love about it. Something that I say to my team, even still today is, you know, I, especially after having the background that I've had, um, and leading different teams, um, throughout, uh, the, the last few years, I don't know 
all there is to know, right? If I knew exactly how to attack every problem and reach every customer, I, I would have a thousand percent growth quarter over quarter every single time, right? Okay. If I had it all figured out, we would have that that kind of trajectory. We I don't, right? And this is why we need those different voices. And and it's so great to hear you say, you know, getting together with people and trying to understand what perspectives you're not, you don't you don't have, um, and that you're trying to understand their challenges for the um, for the outcome that you're trying to accomplish, and then have them understand your challenges for the outcome that you need to accomplish. Um, and in working together with that, without assuming what maybe they don't want to do or what they can do or can't do, and just coming together and building it. Um, I, I follow Adam Grant on Instagram as well and LinkedIn. Um, uh, and he just has, he posts, it's it's really uplifting to me because he's posting these great nuggets um, that I'm like, yes, absolutely. And one that he posted recently was, uh, the goal of a great discussion isn't to land on the same page, it's to explore different views. Nods and smiles stroke your ego and close your mind. Thoughtful questions stroke your curiosity and stretch your thinking. And at the end, he, he states, Consen uh, consensus makes you more comfortable, dissent makes you smarter, right? And so if you want to be comfortable, if you want to uh, continue in your day-to-day -day and not really grow, um, you're going to just want to hear yeses all the time around you. But if you really want to grow the trajectory of your business, if you want to grow as a person, you need those people in your life that are going to challenge your perspective and uh, help you come to better conclusions through collaboration. So, in you know, my opinion, so. So let me ask you this question. If you are talking to a leader who has a team or a, you know, a CEO that has a company that's smaller and maybe they're building up and they're finding that it's hard to find those different perspectives and the voices and even the even the talents um, within a team, what would be your advice to them or something you would you would challenge them with um, to help overcome that, to help help get past that and and grow? Great question. Um, I think so. This is kind of a flaw in the human system that I've seen anyways. And oftentimes, leaders that get into positions, um, you know, I, I, I was going to say new leaders that get into positions, but I've seen some really tenured leaders that do this exact same thing, and they want to hire people like themselves, right? Because we like to see the best in ourselves. We think we're the answer all the time, um, and it's a flaw in our thinking to think um, that people like us will produce uh, the best results. And I'm not saying that people like us can't produce great results, but it doesn't lend towards um, that the team, what, how do I want to phrase this? It doesn't lend towards a towards good teamwork necessarily because if you get people that are too similar, they tend to conflict, they tend to compete um, rather than collaborate. Um, mm -hmm. I would say the best way 
to approach this that I have done in my past is actually to get somebody that I know or another leader that I know has a different perspective than me and have them in the interviewing process. And I know that might take time out of their day, but I offer the same back to them to say, hey, will you be also, I, I'm willing to be in your interviews to kind of check biases. Um, will you be in mine? And I think that that by doing that, it really helps break those biases, especially with smaller companies that might not have like a really rigorous interview process. When I went through the interview process with Lenovo, for example, I met with, I don't know, five, six different people um, that were all interviewing me, asking me questions. How would I deal with them in their current roles? And I think that that's a way to help kind of break those biases that a that a manager might have and really take to heart what those other people are saying in the interview process um, and the feedback that they're giving for the candidate. So that's what I would say um, in terms of hiring new people. Um, and then when it comes to just listening to your team, if they're bringing different perspectives, I think that we have oftentimes, especially in the technology industry, and I can imagine probably other industries, we have this fear of failure, right? That um, failure is bad. If something doesn't work, it is a black mark against us. Um, when I truly believe that as long as you go into it thoughtfully, as long as you um, understand the target and as long as you're taking calculated risks that failure is not uh, always in fact sometimes failure in certain things can actually teach us more than winning because and this is another concept in the book think again because um, if we're just winning all the time we're playing it way too safe and then also not understanding uh, understanding what opportunities we could be missing by only focusing on what work, what we know works. So that's true. I playing it safe is such an, it's so easy to fall into that too. I think so everybody can just so easily fall into the play it safe role. And, um, when we get there, it it's, I'm a, I like to talk a lot about, um, being uncomfortable because mm -hmm. <laughs> growth comes from the uncomfortable. Um, so when you, when you fall back into those habits and stuff, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you know, what, what's the point? <laughs> you're regressing. Absolutely. Mo most people aren't static. You're either moving forward or you mo you're moving backward. Really? Exactly. So um, I'm, I'm a big believer in, um, in challenging yourself in accepting and in even celebrating failures in a way, because it allows us to um, gain perspectives that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, fail forward, right? Just absolutely fail forward. Absolutely. You know, you might take to, you might take two steps forward, and then one step back, or even three step three steps back. But mm -hmm. in that in that failure, you're learning and you're growing, and you're as long as you continue to have that positive mindset and you want to have that learning mindset as well um you'll be able to grow from it and then continue to move forward so yeah i love i love talking about failure i know it's a yeah. weird topic to talk about <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable but we've got to talk about it you know how many yep. times did did uh bill gates fail 100 percent exactly and right. I mean, Thomas Edison always comes to mind when failure happens because how many times did he try, 
right? And just failed at things. So exactly. Um, Gotta fail so you can learn. <laughs> but some great successes. Look at their successes, right? So Okay, so Sarah, let's circle back to the book, Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, I know that previously when we were talking beforehand, um, that there were some other aspects that you wanted to touch on in this book and how it equates to um, just really like thoughtful leadership. So let's let's talk about that. Oh, man. I mean, there are so many. I, I really love his um a lot of these types of leadership books um, and um, data-driven books, because he's a very data-driven person, um, are they can be a little bit dry. Their analogies can be a little overwrought or um, a little lengthy. Um, he is a professor that um, that is focused on organizational psychology and has worked with a lot of different IT um, companies, um, companies in general, but I definitely IT companies. And um, I, I, the, the approach that I really love that he takes is um, a, an educational one, right? Um, all of the stories are um, realistic. They are very, um, they're very well written. Um, and then also he's humble. He, this is something that he talks about in his book, and he's not necessarily the most um, Kind of like myself, mm -hmm. I will never be a motivational speaker. I do not have the talent to do that. Um, words do not come out of my mind and my mouth in that same way. And I think that people would <laughs> um, end up being like, oh my gosh, is she really motivational sometimes? Um, because I'm like, yeah, I love to fail, right? I don't know it all. Um, but I love the humility that he brings, right? He is very much um, tries to call out how oftentimes in business we uh, tend to side with the people that seem the most confident rather than really truly understanding if they're the most competent. And we um, question people that throw out questions or also even question themselves, like saying, you know what, I don't know what I don't know. And so help, you know, let's work together to try and understand it. Oftentimes we kind of brush those people off as, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about, rather than the fact that they're actually open to new ideas. And so I think that, and I think that we've already started this shift and seeing that confidence isn't necessarily the person know what they're talking, knowing what they're talking about. It's the person just being able to um, to talk really, really well, right? Um, and so I, I'm I'm happy that this book kind of calls out the difference between confidence and competence and that there you can be confident and competent at the same time. But too many times we just believe what's being said because of the person's overly confident attitude. So, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. and fostering that that culture of humility and giving grace to people, I think that when you do that as a leader, you get a team that wants to collaborate more, that wants to speak up, right? Oftentimes you see those really quiet people um, in teams not bring their best versions or their ideas to the table because they don't feel comfortable enough to do so. And I think that if you give people grace, again, champion champion quieter voices for saying you have a diverse voice we want your opinions we want to understand the struggles that you go through um and 
and just give grace to people again when um, they might not know it all um, and say that this is why we're all in a team together. We are here to lift each other up and not drag each other down. I, I think that that just lends to, again, a, a much better end product at the end of the day when you work like that. Absolutely. I 1000% agree with you. Okay. Um, okay. So Sarah, in, in closing out this uh, episode of the podcast today, what do you want your listeners to leave with? What, if there's just a couple things, it doesn't have to be just one, um, to walk away from this podcast today. And when they turn it off, turn off their computer, turn off their Spotify, anything like that, what is something that you really want to make sure resonates with them? I think there's there's two things kind of that we talked about that in summary, I really believe in um, as a even an individual contributor and um, especially in my previous leadership roles, I, I think it's really important to um, to internalize and and make a part of your practice that um, first uh, is give people grace. Um, that is a huge um, mantra of mine. I have been given a lot of grace and I want to continue that tradition and give a lot of people grace, understanding that sometimes people are truly trying their best um, and that um, just because they don't give me the answer I want doesn't mean that they um, that they're not um, trying hard or they're um, or that basically giving people grace because we don't know what struggles they're going through in their life and we don't know on the other side of their jobs what they might be experiencing as roadblocks too and so under trying to ask questions and understand rather than attack is going to get you again a better end result at the end of the day and um and hopefully a better relationship with that person moving forward the second thing i would say is that um diversity matters it is so important to have a broad uh, a broad set of perspectives, a broad set of backgrounds to reach the broadest audience, to have the best voice and also have the best team because I think that in our differences, we can really thrive. Um, in our similarities, um, they become redundant. So um, yeah, diversity, diversity and it. grace. I love it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I loved chatting with you. So another special thanks to Sarah for joining me today. Thank you so much for this incredibly insightful conversation about championing different perspectives, voices, and talents within a team. Um, one of my favorite key points walking away was fostering humility and having a safe space, giving people grace and championing the quiet voices. Um, and that we also do have this fear of failure. So fail forward, my friends, fail forward. Don't forget to catch up on our past podcasts found on Spotify. We drop a new episode every month. 
And thank you so much again for joining me today. My name is Julie Wagner, and I'm your host of the Zones Women of Technology podcast. We'll see you next month.